This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn, who's out on a little Thanksgiving break. He, he's the type of guy who eats for an entire week straight. Uh, and that doesn't just eat on Thanksgiving. He's just eating himself into oblivion right now. So much eating, he can't speak uh, he doesn't have enough separation in the time to speak and do a show. So he's going to be eating this week. He'll be back next week. Uh, on the show today, we talk about the vote and where it stands right now. The very strange developments in the Trump legal team. We'll go through some of that today. Uh, the threatening of your Thanksgiving from the COVID uh, lords who are telling you you're not allowed to meet your family. We'll go through that. Uh, Andrew Cuomo has a, a Emmy. He's winning. Uh, Colin Kaepernick. I mean, really, just a long list of things that annoyed me today, Pat. I know. I noticed. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, Andrew Cuomo. Mm. I don't know that there's. Uh, I don't know that there's a, a better combination for my blood pressure to go so. up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's on the show today. We also talk about uh, Thanksgiving as it comes near. Of course, uh, great addition to your Thanksgiving. Scrumptiouscookie.com, I would say, is a great place to go for that. And you can subscribe to Pat Gray Unleashed on YouTube and on the podcast as well as Stu Does America. I encourage you to do both. You're on podcast right now. Hey, click on over. Subscribe to that. Subscribe to Pat Gray Unleashed, Stu Does America. And we uh, get, even got a quick Jeffy mentioned in. Don't forget to subscribe to uh, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher as well on podcast. Uh, now, take in a wonderful three-hour program where we just lose our minds over Andrew Cuomo and Colin Kaepernick over and over again. To the best of the Glenn Beck program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn program. Uh, Sidney Powell no longer with the uh, the Trump legal team. Although was she ever with the Trump legal team? There seems to be some dispute over <laughs> no that. No one knows. No one knows. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Now apparently she wasn't getting paid by the Trump legal team. She seemed to be representing the Trump legal team. The Trump legal team did say she was part of the Trump legal yeah. team several and so times. Did the president, uh, President Trump, said that himself. And the on RNC. November 14th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so everybody said, "Yeah, she's uh, she's the head <laughs> of the Trump legal team." Did she just wander <laughs> in? Is that what happened? Yeah, so like I guess just anybody like... can just go in <laughs> and start speaking for the Trump legal team. It's kind of cool. It is a very strange development. Obviously, there's it been is. reporting it of is. of a you know <clears throat> infighting behind the scenes, and and that seems to be it seems to be that Giuliani won the battle i i guess mm. uh, whatever power struggle was going on seems to be won by giuliani hmm. um i don't know if that's exactly right but that seems to be what the reporting is indicating I, either that or sydney powell was just like she was getting coffee down the hall and some wandered into the press conference they just let her talk i don't know <laughs> multiple times yeah <laughs> over and over again it's a very strange development it is weird it is weird and from what i read there seems to be some contention over uh, the Dominion vote switching machines, too. Whether or not that actually happened. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> they actually that's one way. Yeah. They have not presented it in court. No. 
Now, this so, is what we would. We I, don't, would I don't know why we've been talking I about this. Why. Well, because I don't think they have evidence to prove it in court. At least when at she this says, time, she strongly <laughs> says they do. You mean this woman who's not part of the legal team yes. says she? Yes. <laughs> I I, again, we had her on the show. <clears throat> I, she tries to. She's trying to present a case. It seems to be that she's presenting a case that uh, is uh, has no end end game in court. Right. Like she's talking about it as a lawyer in public, but is not talking about it in court. Now, she yeah. again, yeah. I keep coming back to the same thing. We don't have to litigate or understand their evidence. It is not our job as right. citizens, as broadcasters, as people who are just trying to know the truth uh-huh. to be able to decipher this stuff, because this will be an issue that is fought in court. It's not an issue that is you don't overturn elections on social media. That is Why? not how this occurs. Why D- didn't the founders intend uh, Twitter to decide these things? Well, they were, they actually in the Constitution huh. it says MySpace, but they were just oh, a little they were a little off on their timing. <laughs> uh, MySpace <laughs> didn't work out. So you know this stuff. It's like it's somewhat. It's just a, a a bunch of talking points for people to discuss on on you know conservative media as to whether mm-hmm. these things have truth or not, or to share them on Facebook and everyone puts throws their opinion in there. What happens in reality when it comes to the campaign is what happens in court. And they have, you're right, not filed anything to do with the Dominion voting machines in court because they don't have evidence that would hold up in court, at least that they've revealed to anyone, including, by the way, many high ranking officials in the Trump administration who are telling people all over the place as much as they can. uh, She's given us no evidence of this. And as I was saying on my show. Uh, Pat Gray Unleashed, which immediately precedes this. I love that yeah, show. It's Everybody, so that, good. People are, are just raving about it. Mm-hmm. Raving about no it. No need of a recount on that one, Pat. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, they had me last week, <laughs> as I think yeah. you know. Yes. For about 15 minutes, she yeah. had me. Mm-hmm. She had me. I was kind of thought, okay, you don't present this strong a case to the American people if you don't have something, Right. No, wrong, apparently. I don't know. Maybe you do. But I was I was really I was swayed for a while by what she was saying that she had evidence that 7 million votes were overturned. Well, and then you got nothing? It's it's very strange. Right. Well, what very we said strange. at the time was if you go out and say these types of things without evidence, you're going to look like an idiot. Yeah. Right. You're going to be yeah. look you're going to be And it's going to hurt your career. Right. And I mean, here we are three or four days later and she's no longer on the legal team or I mean, right. maybe she never was, but she's not on it now. We know that. Right. And, and the thing I think that's appealing about the, the Dominion case over some of the stuff that Giuliani was talking about that has, I think, real some of it has credibility. I mean, you know, that when you're talking about uh, not necessarily overturning elections, but mm-hmm. election fraud. And, and that is important. I mean, you go yeah. after that when you could find it. Mm-hmm. The thing about what was appealing to a lot of people about the Sidney Powell angle is she presented something that, if true, could sway the election. The stuff that, that Giuliani was talking about has a lot more likelihood of being true, but also a lot less likelihood of overturning the election. When you talk about there's 20,000 votes mm-hmm. here that shouldn't have been counted. Well, that might actually be true, right? Yeah. But... But it's, it's not, not going to overturn the exactly. election. With Sidney Powell, I mean, Sidney Powell is basically out there saying that Trump won in a landslide. And so it, right. you would need something that systemic right. to overturn an election like this. Well, we heard that. We heard that that she said he won in a landslide. And then um, 
who was it that kind of repeated that theory and took it a little bit further by saying Trump actually won 410 electoral votes? (laughs) Jeez. Wow. Including, I think they said, including California. Wow. Yeah. So that's a massive victory for for the president. When these Um, things happen and and the stakes are this high, it's impossible to know what to trust. Yeah. Right. But what you can know, right, is we have a Republican candidate mm-hmm. who has basically unlimited resources to fight these things. He can hire any lawyer that he wants, and mm-hmm. those lawyers can bring to court cases that they believe will overturn votes. If they're not doing that, there's a reason for it. If they're not doing, if they're not bringing this echelon case, there's a reason for it. Now, there's another possibility you could argue, I think, here, which is one of the issues that Trump legal campaign has had is standing in these cases. Sometimes when you say, like, you know, you need to have legal standing to bring yeah. these cases in front of the court. Right. And if Sidney Powell is uh, the, the campaign attorney, there might be a, an argument for some of these cases that it's not the Trump campaign that was wronged, but maybe a particular voter. Maybe they're trying to come up with a legal separation so they can file a case a certain way again i i'm pretty skeptical on all of this stuff i think that's the best way to start and i keep saying to people there's no reason for us to plan for a new trump presidency right like let's just say trump wins and they overturn mm-hmm. this and he wins well that's easy right we can all sit here and say okay our republic might be safe for the next four years whatever you think on that issue right mm-hmm. it's easy to plan for good news i'm worried that like right now we're doing nothing to prepare for a biden presidency when we're just keep we keep talking constantly about this, right? Like, like yeah. for example, you know, the, this they they uh, what the, you'll hear is a chief of staff don't was give named, up, right? keep yeah. the faith, but all I understand of those that. things. And, but like again, our faith has little to do with the elections. Well, it has here. nothing to do with it, right? It happens in court. the mm-hmm. The attorney, the attorneys will go to court and file these things, and and what right. will happen in court will happen. That's what I keep. And doing. we will be I, completely I no separate say to in it. this. No, we have no say in it. None. We had our say on election day, yeah. right? That was our role here. And if this is going to change, uh, it's going to be in the courts. As Rudy Giuliani talked about, as former or maybe never campaign attorney Sidney Powell has talked about, this is a legal, as Jenna Ellis has talked about, this is a legal uh, procedure at this point. So we Mm -hmm. don't have any role in that part. What we do have a role in is looking at what could happen down the future, in the future. I mean, you know, Biden has named a chief of staff, a secretary of state, it looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, you haven't seen the typical conservative reaction to those things because no one's looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he Biden in a way, in a weird way. If you're a Biden administration, once again, this is working in his favor as he's coming into potentially coming into office here. He is getting no scrutiny on right. any of these picks, on any of these developments, because mm-hmm. there are there's a large portion of people that are, you know, Sidney Powell who are just saying like, oh, well, we're going to win. So don't worry about it. And it's like, well, we do have to worry about it because if, if if Trump comes back and wins, that's easy. Mm-hmm. We th- there's no need for us to be worried about that scenario. That's an easy one. Like we just continue as we are. But if Biden comes in and he has no scrutiny on any of this stuff, who's going to point it out? You think the you think you know ABC News tomorrow is going to do a deep dive into the new Secretary of State pick for Joe Biden? That's not going to happen. No. If we don't do it, no one's going to do it. Right. And 73 million people are just all counting on Sidney Powell right now. Right. And except that and one of the people who isn't is Donald Trump, apparently. <laughs> right. After right. all of this. Who just said goodbye to her.
they are uh, distancing themselves from her. Yes. Uh, there is there, there is talk that the rest of his legal team doesn't buy into the Dominion switching thing. That the, it didn't happen. So if you've got the Trump legal team kind of split on that issue, that's not a good sign, probably. No, it probably that's, isn't. Uh, it's probably not a good sign. No, I, well, look, I, it's tough. It's a tough one to, to decipher because you have a an impossible situation. Because I mean, let's go to the you go to the extreme here, and let's say they did they find evidence that ten million votes were cast mm-hmm. uh, and switched. Right? They mm-hmm. come up with the evidence; it's proven, and you know they overturn the results. We're at a point where we almost don't have a republic. Like a, a, a republic mm-hmm. is not, you don't have a legitimate republic if you have the possibility of 10 million votes being switched. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we basically don't have a country at that point And we're starting from scratch because obviously we all know, I mean, look, the, the most minor <clears throat> thing, you know, Aunt Jemima leaves their, their logo on the box and the left will riot. You, you can't, <laughs> they do that every, every 10 <laughs> seconds. Mm-hmm. Of course they would riot, but they would riot for any reason. But like when you go to the point of like, if that think about the possibility of that world where we find out 10 million votes have been switched, we have absolutely no system of government. We, 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 can, we are completely a, a, a fraudulent nation at that point. You know, and it's, it's you know, it's tough mm-hmm. to even know whether that's something you want to argue for, uh, <laughs> because honestly, like if it's true, I want it out 100 percent. And we have to deal with the consequences of that. But gosh, that's a scary reality. If the reality is we can have a presidential election where 10 million votes have been switched yeah. when, and no one picks this up, we are in a totally different world than we imagine we are. And no it's not a positive one. Yeah, no question. Well, and she said that that's what those machines were created to do. Yeah. Which is kind of strange that we then ordered them here in the United States of America. Right. Uh, yeah, give us the ones where uh, you can switch the votes uh, that people make. <laughs> Let's buy those. Well, yeah, uh, that's not a good idea. A lot of Republicans in on that one too, and <laughs> yeah. like it's it's like it's uh-huh. just such a strange, you know. And we know, the one thing we do know is in Georgia, right? Georgia, because people had questions about these digital voting situations, mm-hmm. uh, Republicans pushed f- hard for paper records of each vote. Yeah. So you go in there, you take, you mm-hmm. cast your vote, it spits out a paper ballot that, that then you as a voter look at and say, yes, that says Trump, right? Then you, mm-hmm. then you slide it through the machine, that gets confirmed, and then that gets stored away. For, so if they want to do a separate paper recount, they can. So they went through that and the paper recount, with the exception of about a thousand votes, uh, across the entire state matched up pretty much uh, exactly. I mean, it was, it was, I think it was, it was 1,100 or 900 votes. Uh, and that was picked up in one of their recanvas uh, operations. Bottom line is that at least there, they, those machines seem to, uh, to, uh, to operate successfully. doesn't mean that they did that everywhere, yeah. but you know, it's an indication. And those are again, Republican, like hardcore Trump supporters pushed those, those changes through. In a good way. I mean, it's. I think it's yeah. a good thing that we have those backups. I'm actually surprised sometimes at how many backups we have in this situation. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. They're actually... I, I didn't know we had that many systems. Yeah. That many backup systems. Right. I had no idea. Yeah. So, so I mean, we, look, we've seen we've seen elections overturned recently. There was one in North Carolina just a couple of years ago that was overturned because of election fraud. It does 
happen. It does. It's just never happened on a not on a, scale a national like scale. Not a, and not yeah. a scale like this. Right. I mean, we, you know, this is the you know, this would be the as as Tucker Carlson pointed out correctly, this would be the biggest crime in American history. No question. No question. Yeah. So you got you got to have evidence of that, and you know, I think what the Trump legal team is is saying. Sidney Powell is not presenting evidence of this. They're not comfortable with it. And if they're not comfortable with it, we shouldn't be comfortable with it. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right. Andrew Cuomo, one of the greatest governors in the history of our nation. Am I right? No, Stu, you am are I right? not right. I, I will not play along with this. <laughs> That's how he's. Really? Pro- that is how he is promoted, though. Oh, and he promotes himself that way. He wrote he's- a book about about his response to COVID nineteen, where he killed thousands of people. Infuriating, infuriating. And we don't know, by the way, how many thousands <laughs> yeah, he's killed because right. he will not re- re- release the numbers of how many people died in nursing homes. Jeez, which is an incredible thing, and I'm. It is unique in the nation. There's a lot of left-wing governors out there mm-hmm. who are honest about how many people have died in their in their uh, states. Some people who even adopted some of the same crappy policies as Cuomo, but at least they're telling you how yeah. many people died in their nursing homes. He won't even do that. He won't even do that, which is an incredible thing. I mean, it, you know, and then the wor- made, to make it even worse, he uses the lower numbers that he has from nursing home deaths because he does not uh, reveal the actual total. And then he uses that as a defense for the way he handled it. So, I mean, he, and this is not conservative. This is all known. Like the Associated Press has confirmed mm-hmm. this is the only state in the country doing this. Basically, what they're doing is saying, if you die in a nursing home, they count it as a nursing home death. If you're in a nursing home and you get really sick and you start coughing and you're about to die and they bring the, the, the ambulance to the hospital, uh, uh, bring the patient to the hospital in the ambulance, and then they die in the hospital, Andrew Cuomo isn't counting that as a nursing home death. Now, obviously, that's ridiculous, right? It's a nursing home resident who may have died in 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 an ambulance on the way to the hospital seconds after leaving Mm -hmm. the nursing home. And he's like, oh, that's not a nursing home death. They weren't inside the nursing home when they died. So the estimates are that it's about 100% more deaths in nursing homes, about double the amount, at least, in nursing homes than he's actually disclosing. And because he has this number that is half of the reality... He's able to say, well, my rate is lower than 30 other states. It's only lower than 30 other states because you're lying about the amount, which is not a conservative point. It is not something that we dug up at the blaze. This is something that is absolutely confirmed by the Associated Press and many other fact checkers. Everybody on the left even acknowledges this is true. And then he uses that lie to defend his handling of the, of the of coronavirus. It is incomprehensible that he's not called out on this more often. And yet, the man won an Emmy Award for his uh, COVID <laughs> press conferences. Here's a New Yorker reacting uh, to that victory. So I just got home, but while I was out tonight, I heard that Cuomo got an International Emmy Award for Emmy his Award. COVID and how he handled it. Are you getting an award for mass murdering the elderly? Huh? <laughs> no. What are you going to do, a dance when you get your... Emmy, huh? Like Springtime Hitler? Did you ever watch that musical, <laughs> Springtime with Hitler? Is that the name of it? You sick, demented, evil piece of you are. You can actually go up there and stand on stage and get an award for that? Mass murdering of the elderly. 
Everyone that lost a parent or a grandparent, you really need to speak out now. You really do. You really need to come out and fight against this mother that he is. It's time. Now is the time, New York. Speak up. Don't let this commie accept this award and Emmy should pay too. So she's a fan. She's clearly a fan. Huge supporter yeah. of Cuomo. I, I got from that. Yeah. It's, it's she fa- likes him as much as you do, I think. <laughs> maybe even a little more. Yeah, maybe, maybe more. Maybe even a little more. Uh, it's infuriating. I mean, I, I will say, if he's going to win an award, an award for basically acting mm-hmm. might be the award for him to win. Because yes. that is what those press conferences were. They were a television show where he lied. I mean, it was a fictional television show. And most New Yorkers bought it because do you remember what his, his approval rating was yeah. during that time? It's like 82%. Yeah. And look, people tend to to coalesce around a public figure during in a moment times like of that, emergency. Right? Yeah. I mean, we even we yeah. saw that with even with Trump, but we saw, we've seen it all over the world with leaders who have uh, looked at, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. when, when the coronavirus was at its peak, people you know they they huddle in and they 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 kind of like look for somebody to make them feel better and that's a lot you know cuomo did that you know that was what he did and we covered this i covered this at a column for the new york post uh also you know did a long thread on, uh, of this on twitter you can get it at Stu does america if you want to check it out but the bottom line was people remember him making them feel better because he was telling them nothing was happening he was telling them it was okay to go on subways. He was telling them that it was oh, not yeah. a big deal. It was it was not as you know people more people were dying from the flu. He was saying that people were you know that we've dealt with much worse pandemics than this, much worse viruses. Yeah, and like we, we, okay, end of the day, you know, and he, and he told them over and over again up until the nineteenth of March. I'm not going to close, that we're not gonna anything, close down. anything down. Yeah, I'll never forget what he did the press conference, and he was talking about the the uh, very successful New York businessman. Oh, his friend, good friend of his, his. Good, his good, his good. mythical buddy. Yeah, his mm-hmm. buddy who's a who's a big business guy uh, was very afraid because he was here, and we're gonna we're gonna close down the city, we're gonna close down businesses, and the guy was freaking out about it and cuomo told him ah don't worry about it i'd have to do that and i'm not doing that yeah you know when that happened do it that press conference happened on march 19th on march 20th he closed down the city i I mean that's just incredible literally the day before it's because he was in he's a massive liar and the only thing he cares about is himself right he is completely obsessed with Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo mm-hmm. is obsessed with Andrew Cuomo. And that is why he he actually okayed the selling of a poster where he bragged about all of the wonderful things he did with coronavirus and sold it on a New York government website where, it, where they drew cartoons of him driving his Camaro mm-hmm. around. <laughs> and Donald Trump was up on the moon. He was sitting on the moon in this poster. And of course, in denial. You know, he's in denial, Pat. And you know what he was saying? This is just like the flu. Andrew Cuomo actually said that exact thing. He (laughs) said it. He said less people were dying of coronavirus than the flu. He was doing all of the things that people criticized Donald Trump on. And remember Mm. this, if you remember nothing else, that Donald Trump did his big speech that we all remember, 15 days to stop the spread. That was March 16th. It, it, he waited until multiple days after that to close down New York City where all the action was happening with coronavirus. You know, the, the idea that Cheyenne, Wyoming needed to close down in March was ridiculous. It didn't need to, right? right? But New York City is a totally different world. And while Donald Trump was saying, hey, we got to stop 15 days. Let's all hunker down and see what we can do here to, to knock this down a, a notch. Mm-hmm. Andrew Cuomo was still, 
he you know what he did he cut uh, gathering limits that day the same day that trump said hey we're gonna shut the whole economy down uh andrew cuomo cut down gatherings to five times the national guidelines so he said hey you know what we got to cut gatherings to 50 on march 16th in new york jeez like he was way behind trump on all of this stuff and the fact that he let his the, the virus ravage his community so thoroughly and then switched sides completely and started basically welding people in their apartments he was able to maintain a low rate for a few months and then that creates a book it creates the poster sales it creates fawning media tours he was wrong on this every step of the way and his handling of this was disastrous and basically i want to drop as many f-bombs as that lady just did <laughs> that's how pissed off it makes me because he gets credit from the media for this he yeah. gets credit and and this adoration from both new york and national media because you know what the truth is a lot of the media people were sitting there in their homes watching those press conferences terrified and he made them feel better for a few weeks mm -hmm. when he shouldn't when he shouldn't have been when when the right message was don't go on subways he was saying go on subways when the right message was don't go to the the chinese fair that's going the chinese new year celebration he, he was said saying to go to go yeah and now Just he's like telling Pelosi you he was doing in san francisco right and now when we know more about the virus, when we're able to, you know, handle these things a little bit more uh, sensibly and we're allowed to do things in, in ways that are we know how to protect ourselves a little bit better. Now he's saying, don't don't see any of your family members. Now he's saying, you know what? I can certainly go out without a mask on. I can certainly go to, you know, Gavin Newsom going to his fancy dinners. I can certainly go to uh, the funerals for John Lewis if I'm a Democrat. That's certainly okay. Of course, that's okay. But you're nothing. You're a giant zilch in the society. You don't matter. Therefore, you can't do those things. You know what? What should happen here is I should be able to do all these things and you shouldn't because I'm more important than you. It's incredible how virtually every one of these uh ham-fisted leaders these leaders that are oppressing their own people in these various jurisdictions they're all the ones who are doing whatever mm -hmm. they want yep. lori lightfoot in chicago mm -hmm. doing the the hairdressing thing because she cares about her hygiene <laughs> like you little people don't but i care about my hygiene and it's important that i have good hygiene so i'm going to get my hair done I'm going to uh, retweet this. There's a uh, a, a thread from uh, Carol Markowitz, who's from the New York Post, and she has just put together all of the hypocrisy from these leaders. Oh, I love I'm that. I'm going to retweet this right now oh, at great. Stu Does America. Uh, so you get to see. It's a building list. She started it in August, and it's just been building and building and building all of these. But there's a ton. Oh, there's there's plenty of them. Um, it is, it's, worth, uh, it's worth doing and uh, worth reading through because... It builds all the time. People who are hypocritical. Yeah. We see, we say this in New York. I mean, think about this. 300,000 kids in New York City are home from school because they came up with this ridiculous percentage of positive tests, 3% across the city. And as soon as we hit that number, we're going to close down all the schools. Well, the United States as a whole has never, not for a day since this began, been below 3%. Never been below 5% as a, as a country. Mm. Now, the U, New York City has for for a couple of months here had that had that uh, had that um, that claim 
which is, you know, wonderful, although there's reasons for it that are deeply, uh, they were deeply scarred by this. I know people in New York. We know a lot of people up in New York. Mm -hmm. These people were deeply scarred by how horrible it was when Cuomo was telling them to go on subways and the virus was running rampant through society. Yep. Uh, so they are much more cautious than you'll see in other places. When you when, when people from New York leave New York, they are hyper terrified of this. So that's what happens. Uh, it's not mandates. It's not a governor picking rules. It's people, when you get deeply scarred by this, when every night for a month and a half, all you hear outside of your apartment building are ambulances going by because it's the other, the only cars on the road for a month. That's mm -hmm. a scarring experience. It wasn't like that in Texas, but it was like that in New York. So they're much more careful. And these things, you know, are, are you can keep the virus levels down. They, they tick above 3%. They close all these schools down. These families are scrambling last minute to try to figure this out. Scientist after scientist after scientist, including Dr. Fauci, is saying don't close the schools. And yet they close the schools. Yeah. And he, Fauci and, is saying don't lock down. Don't lock down. Don't close the schools. <clears throat> Burks is saying don't lock down. Don't close close the schools. Mm -hmm. These are not like concern. This is not Dr. Atlas. Right. These are people who the left has told us are the only people you can trust. And yep. now the New York City, New York State is doing this all over again. And they will continue to do it because it's, it's going to kill New York. You, and you, if New York hasn't already been killed, this will kill it. And think of the incentive structure for Cuomo here. The guy just released a book about how brilliant he was. He can't have an increase. Yeah. He's going to do every dumb lockdown thing he can to try. To, he doesn't care about the economy. He just has to keep those numbers down. And he's doing it. He's, he's squashing the entire state for his, his own book sales. Mm. It's I mean, amazing. He is the worst. And uh, unfortunately, they can't bleep me live or I would express in different <laughs> ways how bad he is. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. You have Disney Plus? You watch it much? With the, uh, the I kids do have it. it. I got it basically for the Mandalorian. That's uh, what I did. But I... And that's about all it's that's good a, for, even though the Mandalorian's just kind of, eh, it's okay. Yeah, I haven't really fallen in love with it. I can't, I can't seem to get over the hump of getting into it. Yeah, I, it's not the greatest show ever done. Uh, it's not the worst either. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's, the, it's not bad. I just, it's not sucking me in. Like, I, I mean, I'm the type of person that goes to all the Star Wars movies at the theater. Yeah. You know, I'm too. not like a, an obsessive about it, but I do like to see them all in the theater. And this, this has been okay. It's just been okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we have, I think they need more original programming on Disney Plus. It, it seems to be what's lacking for adults. I mean, you've got all the commercial, you've got all the movies for the kids mm -hmm. and, and, you have the Marvel so, stuff and the Star Wars stuff. But. So you want the you want Disney Plus to carry adult movies? Yes, adult movies. Really? Really? That just seems like it doesn't seem into character with you at all. <laughs> like you'd be, I feel like you'd be the type of person who would say, "Don't watch adult movies," but you want Disney to create and carry adult movies. Uh, that's that's the pack. They right just guarantee. did come out with the statement that they are not opposed to doing R-rated material on Disney Plus. Uh, wait, aren't you? Disney, <laughs> don't Plus. they have like ties to Hulu and all these other services too? Yeah, they why don't do. they just ESPN. put it on there? You could, uh, you really, right? It's such a weird. Th they just are weird. trying so hard to make Disney this like edgy product. It's like make it a happy product. Yeah, you, you just create right. it. They've had other brands this whole time, uh, you know, mm -hmm. that they've been able to put, you know, whatever other material they want on there. They just can't keep the Disney thing pure. They just can't do it. They can't bring themselves. And to they do need it. to. It should be. I mean, Walt Disney, I think he'd have a little bit of an issue with what's going on at Disney. Um, but also, Gina Carano, one of the stars of The Mandalorian, 
she sparked outrage last week uh, when she posted messages on social media. Get this. Here was her egregious sin. I don't know why she's not in prison. I really don't. She mocked wearing a mask. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they want her fired now. Mm. And she should. That's be. it? Just fired? Yeah, well, mm. I, they want her fired. I want her in prison. <laughs> I don't even want her to have a trial. I want her to go directly to prison. Uh, it could be Rikers Island. It could be Leavenworth, but it's got to be a federal prison. <laughs> <laughs> so incredible. She tweeted out uh, a meme <clears throat> that said, breaking news, Democratic government leaders now recommend we all wear blindfolds along with masks so we can't see what's really going on. <laughs> How dare she? How dare she? Oh, my. You're not allowed to have that opinion. No, you're not. You're not allowed to say those types of things. And, no, and, you're and not. At least maintain your employment. <laughs> Have you switched over to Parler yet, or, or do you have a Parler account? I think I have the Something. account. I've never actually done anything with it. Yeah. Have you been on it at all? I'm just about to start down that territory. I know. It's a big thing. And it, like, it, I like the idea of having a place where they're not going to be censoring you. Mm-hmm. I actually, what I want to do, and I have a different view on like, you know, there are people you're like, oh, you should delete your Twitter, get off Twitter. What if we delete and get off of all of them? <laughs> you know, <that's, laughs> I want to be, what I want to be. Is uh, Pat Gray? Yes, the, I aspire <laughs> to be Pat Gray on social media, which is to mm-hmm. things happen on your social media accounts. I see it all the time. Right, you yes. just don't know that they're happening. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the world that's I want. Very true. And so I don't see yes. how it's brought anything of. My wife was society. saying, "I thought you were going to post something about our cookies on your Instagram account." I said, "Instagram? I, I mean, I know I have one, but I've never been there." So. <laughs> Maybe somebody did. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. By the way, it's scrumptiouscookie.com. We should... Uh, By the way, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. The best cookie I, in the world. And I, it is. And I'm ordering some for my Thanksgiving, oh, which good. I am actually okay. going to be holding, at, even though Andrew Cuomo says not Yeah, to. but just you and your immediate family who lives at your house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no. I'm no? going to be seeing oh, other wow. people. Murderer. And, uh, we're going to do our best to Killer. make sure we don't kill each other. Murderer. Um, but if we kill each other, if we do, at least the last thing we do is eat scrumptiouscookie.com. Uh, so that's... that's <laughs> Not a bad thing. It's, I will say yeah, that's going to be good. Not a bad thing. But it is. It is that weird, constant pressure to every time someone says something uh, that is right leaning, mm-hmm. to act as if they must be ostracized from society. And yeah. and it's funny because this is such a. It's like this cancel culture thing is a new thing to most people. It's not new to us. We've been going through this mm-hmm. for. A Long million time. years. I remember the first, like, you know, uh, left-wing media watchdog posts about things that we said. And, you know, this is back in, gosh, it's got to be, when was that? 2000, you know, four? Three? I mean, it's a long time ago. I feel like it was Iraq War related, one of the first ones for some reason. And we were talking about it and, like, we had a guest on or something that, how dare this guest go on this Glenn Beck? Who is this Glenn Beck guy? Hmm. And we're sitting here going, like, what is this? We're, <laughs> I, are people really upset that we're having it? I thought we were all supposed to have conversations with people. And, like, we're not going to shame someone out of existence because right. as a guest showed up on a, a show to, to give us their viewpoint. And that's when, you know, a lot of that stuff started with talk radio. This is the, the, the social media cancel culture thing is just a... A, 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 you know accelerated view of what used to happen to us every time we said anything on talk radio right. i'm so used to it and so bored with being threatened of my job and my livelihood it doesn't even register with me anymore mm-hmm. but that's not 
that's not normal you know i mean people a lot of this stuff targets regular people who are not in the media who have not had to deal with this for a long time who are not public figures and they're not used to it so they cave it. into it terrified yeah they're terrified by it yeah. you know like you work at a, a restaurant and you post you know you post something on your social media feed that seems friendly to a conservative cause and you get berated out of society for it mm-hmm. and you're not allowed to you no know, one you can't sell pizza anymore i mean how amazing would that be and it could happen for this uh mandalorian actress to lose her job on mandalorian because she said uh something negative about mask wearing mm-hmm. how ridiculous is that really that inane a comment could actually lose somebody their livelihood yeah amazing and it's not about amazing. mask wearing right it's about democrat versus republican left versus right yes. i mean go back if you go back to march what you would find is you could go, probably go back and find this stuff on twitter you'd find conservatives posting memes about why don't we just open the economy and wear masks and you'd find uh, liberals attacking them and saying how dare you the mm-hmm. is the cdc is telling us not to wear masks <laughs> and the it's same crazy. sort of threats would be made about people's livelihoods and everything else. Yep. This is so, I mean, the tribal thing is so overplayed at this point. I mean, people have been saying, oh, this is too tribal for so long. It's almost not even a point to be made, but it's so true. The, mm-hmm. the left will attack anybody. if it. They, they were in front of Congress. They were writing letters about how bad Dominion voting systems were like a year ago. Yeah, and they were the reason they were saying it, which is hilarious, is because a venture capital firm bought Dominion, and these those are venture capital; they're evil capitalists, and they probably will try to fix votes against Republicans. <laughs> and here we are. Now, I, you know, I look. I don't think I'll. Uh, you know, again, we'll see what happens <clears throat> with the claims on this stuff. Obviously, uh, but didn't plan out for anything for the left. Right? If anything, right. we've seen the claims go the opposite way, and now it's crazy to bring anything up. Dominion is basically God. If they they are basically they are unfallible, you should never question them. It's it's you're a heathen if you do, and that is it's so ridiculous how predictable this stuff gets. You know what the left is going to say every time a new subject comes up, and mm-hmm. they will reverse themselves completely in a matter of weeks and just act as if the old position didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, are we just supposed to? Forget that you guys just spent four years saying the president was not legitimate. Unbelievable. Are we really just supposed to like ignore that that occurred? Now, I I don't know that the right reaction is to now say everything else that ever happens in an election that Republicans lose is illegitimate. I don't think that's a good response to it. But the bottom line is they were saying all of these things very, very recently. In fact, they were warning Hillary Clinton was saying, don't accept the results. Yeah. Yeah, but how old were you early early in 2020? I mean... Or mid, or late or 2020. Mid, or late. How old were you then? I don't even remember those I times. I don't think I was born. Da, da, da.